And welcome back, all you dads out there, to Real Dads Lead. I am your host, Dwayne Smith, and next to me is my father in crime. It's like mm. a partner in crime, father in crime. Mm. I, I guess like that. I don't know if crime's a good thing. Depends on how you look at it. <laughs> Matt Hamilton here with us. Um, been a busy uh, week. We had Memorial Weekend, and then this past week we've had uh, a lot of things going on. It's pretty much allergy season, so every oh, time man. I see you, you're like Ugh. itchy eyes, runny nose. Bro, that's not the half of it. It's not the half of it? <laughs> <clears throat> no, I, I, def- I had to drive with one eye the other day because oh, my, my eyes were just so irritated. Man. And I'm done the whole, like, if you're a teenager, listen to this. Don't do this. But I had to hold, do the whole like you know driving with your right knee thing. Oh, uh huh. Because I'm just like constantly having to blow my nose. There's just stuff coming out my face oh. all the time. You know, I'm sneezing, <laughs> sneezing, sneezing. Like, oh, it's just miserable. <laughs> I have luckily never had any kind of allergies, Ugh. at least not to any kind of pollen or anything like that. I've been relatively immune to any of that stuff. Blessed, my friend. You know, You're blessed. I mean, I've had runny noses and itchy eyes before, but yeah. nothing like this nothing year, like what you're going through. This year's especially bad. I've heard other people say the same who have allergies. Oh, really? I, it goes through like I don't know, there's cycles. I don't understand it. Hmm. But this year's particularly bad. You can see it. It's like flying through the air everywhere. Really? Yeah. Hmm. No, I never uh, never never even noticed. <sighs> I wonder if it's a, I, don't, I guess I don't even really know if black people go through that. Do you think? <laughs> no, it's totally a race thing. Yeah, it, I don't know. Is. No, it is. I'm telling you, only white people have allergies. <laughs> I'm seriously. I mean, if you're black and you have allergies, right, there, there won't be anybody. <laughs> I'd like to see if, there, if you're a black person and you get, you have uh, allergies to outside stuff. I, I, I've never, like no one in my family, I've never heard of anyone. Allergies. allergies. Wow. That you we might be on the brink of an amazing discovery like right here. Any kind of but a lot of my <laughs> white friends, they all have some kind of allergy. Man. Isn't that weird? That's very weird. Maybe. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I did say that I don't even get poison ivy. Yeah. And uh, we had poison ivy around our tree and I was just, you know, I usually don't I don't wear gloves or anything. I was just pulling it up and Really? Yeah, and um, but this time, you got it. Yeah, just a little bit. Was it poison ivy or oak? Yeah, it's just a little oh, ivy. Yeah, just a little bit on my arm right here. Yeah, I don't really get it either. Like I can run, you know, yeah. through it. Whatever, I don't really get it. But I, I've never dared to just rip it off a tree. <laughs> it's pretty gutsy. Well, I've just never ever had, never got it. But this is the first time, so maybe I'm on my way to allergies. Oh no, I'm becoming more white. We will embrace you. <laughs> In this culture, I don't know if I want to be. <laughs> crazy culture. We're going to talk about culture today. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we are working on the, um, still working on the book, uh, Stepping Up, A Call to Courageous, Courageous Manhood by Dennis Rainey. Mm-hmm. And um, we've gone through chapters one through four. And now we're hitting some of those steps mm-hmm. and um, start with chapter five. We'll do chapter five and chapter six yeah. today. Yeah. Um, five is basically, like two pages, super short. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're looking at that first step of of the boyhood, right? right. Yep. Um, so it started off with just a little story. Yep. 
Um, can you kind of recap that story for us? Yeah. What do you think? Um, or you want to read the quote? Yeah, let's start with the quote. All right, let's start with the quote. First of all, the chapter's called, That Bear's Going to Maul My Son! Holy smokes. <laughs> that was loud. <laughs> okay, that is what the chapter is called. Yeah. Um, and that's a hint of the story. Okay, but before the story is this epic quote from General Douglas MacArthur. Okay. Here's what it says. I had no idea that he was this kind of, of, a, of a man, mm-hmm. a man of faith in particular. He says, By profession, I'm a soldier and take pride in that fact. But I am prouder, infinitely prouder, to be a father. A soldier destroys in order to build. The father only builds, never destroys. The one has the potentiality of death. The other embodies creation and life. And while the hordes of death are mighty, the battalions of life are mightier still. Nice job, MacArthur. Yeah. Not too bad. I think I have issue with a little bit. Oh, really? Because I do think, it depending on what you're destroying. So I know like my brother was a, is a soldier. He was in the army reserves and spent some time in Kuwait and stuff. But, you know, um, they did a lot of building. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And right. Um, the, uh, you, what was that movie? I'm, it's not, I'm broken. What's that movie uh, with the uh, Andrew McCarthy? And he is a medic he's like seventh day adventist oh you know yes that's an amazing movie <laughs> we'll get hacksaw ridge hacksaw ridge yeah hacksaw oh, ridge. man there there's there's one part in it just just full disclosure whenever we recommend movies like i really want to be careful yeah, yeah yeah there's there's one particular soldier who likes to be nude yeah yeah, yeah and right. he's like doing pull-ups and you see his his backside uh-huh. um but i think outside of that everything's totally fine yeah i mean it's a war movie so oh right 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 there's i it's one of the goriest war movies i've ever seen yeah yeah but true and fantastic yeah i mean it's so good yeah but the premise with he doesn't want to destroy or kill or whatever but he wants to save right he won't carry but he's also a soldier Mm -hmm. you know so i know that there are soldiers out there who don't just destroy plus men uh, or dads there are times i think that we do have to tear down in order to build up mm. depending on what we're tearing down as far as like correction goes of yeah. bad habits and yeah. yeah things like that yeah that's totally true yeah i think in general it's kind of like a proverb you know like right right, it's, right, right. it's a general truth in yeah. general especially him as a military as a general, general yeah, right. you know his job is to organize people to overcome an enemy yeah right there's death involved there but the overall objective even through correction of a father is to build a son up, yeah. to build a daughter up. No, definitely true. Yeah, but anyway, that was just my two cents worth. Yeah, now that's a, <laughs> it's a it's a fantastic quote, and he is. Did we already read a quote from him, or is that coming up later in another chapter? Yeah, I don't it's remember. much longer. I think it is later. He actually writes a prayer out. Oh yeah, for yeah, his yeah. kids, it's beautiful. Okay, well done, Doug. All right, so the story that bear is going to maul my son. So essentially, just to recap. A father and a son, they've been hunting for years together. They go out, uh, they're trying to take down a bull elk with an arrow. The dad's never done it. Son has several trophy elks. Son goes out, he's like committed to getting his dad an elk that day. Um, spends 30 minutes at a distance making the mating call of a female elk to try to draw this bull in. And the dad is just waiting there. He's 40 yards off. And finally, this massive bull elk comes by 
and the dad's about to take the shot, but then the elk gets spooked and the son looks over and he sees they're not the only one hunting this elk <laughs> and it's this massive grizzly. Right. The grizzly charges the son, mm -hmm. probably thinking the same as the elk was, that this mm -hmm. is another elk, right? A yeah. female elk and, and he's gonna take it down. Attacks the son, the dad, he, it, basically he says that he sees what's happening and in a flash, he sees his son as an infant in his arms. Mm -hmm. And he, without hesitation, picks up the arrow and doesn't even really aim. There's just something intuitive about it, apparently. And that morning he had prayed, Lord, guide my arrow today. He meant for the elk, mm -hmm. right? But now God had something else in mind. He picks it up and just lets this thing fly. Doesn't know whether or not it hits the bear at, at that point. Yeah, because the bear's not flinching. And he's right. still going after the sun. Right, and the sun is putting the, his, his arms up, trying to Grab keep, the sun. It, keep it from, from biting him. Yeah. So the dad runs over and starts beating this bear on the head. And to his surprise, the bear takes off. And only what was like 100 yards later, something like that, yeah. the bear drops down dead. And yeah. they go over and they find that the arrow had narrowly missed the sun and perfectly penetrated the aorta of the bear. Right. So he saved his son. Yeah. So basically the moral of the story was like, there's nothing that a dad yeah. will not do to save his children. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. That was a great story. It was a fantastic story. It was real. I mean, I know to read it is, was one thing and then to listen to it yeah. on the, um, well, like on Spotify, or whatever right, right. It was pretty cool too. Yeah. So. And, and that wasn't the end of, that's not the only thing that he did for his son. His son yeah. went into shock afterwards yeah, 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 and yeah. he ended up getting him out miles, miles, miles away. Yeah. yeah. Get him to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's incredible. And he was still talking about making sure his son still wanted to get that elk. Right. There, there was an elk a little ways off, and the dad refused. Like, no, yeah, we're not. Uh, yeah. He was like, I'm going to stay here like, and take care of you. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if um, you'd like to hear the one the other side of the story, if you've ever killed a bear before, because mm. that would be a first, too. Mm. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> That's true. Did they take that bear away? Is that, that thing be going up in my living room? A trophy bear. Wow. Yeah. I know a guy that had a nine-foot grizzly standing in his in his living room. Yeah. So the chapter ended how? Yeah. So um, Dennis says, most of us, thankfully, have never faced a threat quite as powerful as a grizzly bear. But I believe all of us are given opportunities to courageously step up for our sons. As your son moves through the stage of boyhood, he needs you and your protection in a dangerous culture. Mm -hmm. He needs your training, teaching, and tough love. He needs you to lay aside any obstacles or fears and courageously get involved in his life. Yeah. And we were talking a little bit beforehand. I wanted to play off that first sentence there. He says, thankfully, we've never, most of us have never faced a threat quite as powerful as a grizzly bear, right? Yeah. Obviously, a grizzly bear is extremely physically powerful. Right. But culture is comparatively infinitely more powerful yeah. than a grizzly. And, right. and we have to. We have to be willing to stand between the two to right. protect our children from the mm -hmm. onslaught of all the evil, mm -hmm. whether it's uh, evil activity or just evil ideas yeah. that are threatening to overtake our children. Mm -hmm. What goes in must come out. Mm -hmm. And so we, we have to protect. We have to be a filter of sorts. We have to be a guardian of our home yeah. and of each of our children. Yeah, and it's difficult. It's, it's very difficult. so difficult. I inevitably, things are going to slip by. Inevitably. 
Yeah, but that doesn't mean you don't try. That doesn't mean you don't keep out as much as you can. Yeah. It just means that when you find something has slipped by, maybe when they're at school mm-hmm. or they're at a friend's house or whatever, as soon as you become aware of it, you need to start dealing with it. Yeah. Here's the biggest problem I have in that area is that there are parts of me that wants to also, you know, I know this whole, um, the whole book is designed to talk about the different steps of maturity towards courageous, I don't know why it's so difficult for me to say that, courageous manhood. And uh, he talks about in the next chapter that, you know, there's a problem that boys sometimes stay. You could be 40 years old and still be in that boyish mindset. mindset. But there is something in the heart, I think, of men in general that they wish to go back to that boyish (laughs) mindset Mm -hmm. at times. Um, And sometimes that's difficult. So when you're talking about things like uh, social media or being, you know, the video games or things that the boys these days like, Mm -hmm. and then you get older and there's times where you still want that (laughs) at times. And it's difficult to like police your social media, for example, in my home when I also enjoy the social media, Mm -hmm. you know, I, am much more aware of the trappings yeah and i'm much more aware of um the pitfalls uh-huh. so i do i can avoid them but trying to police it when i also understand the lure and enjoyment and things like that mm-hmm. is difficult for me um but for me personally it, it's with my boys it's been a more of a my my kids are more old, old school and they i think the i do think that their their <clears throat> desire strong desire to please god and a strong desire to be strong men have influenced them mm-hmm. so they don't have a terribly difficult time of taking social media fast or Mm -hmm. i mean they recognize like i'm spending way too much time on youtube or instagram or whatever it is and they they recognize those things and then they'll they'll just i'm not on this for a while type thing Mm. um i'm not exactly sure what anything i've done to um encourage that but um you know, me personally, um, you know, we've talked. There are times I have to take time off of different things. Yeah. And especially, and it may not be whatever social media that my kids are doing, but social media that's giving me news feeds uh-huh. or giving me <laughs> things that I just, you know, I'm devouring all the time and it's taking my time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that scroll. Yeah. It's just very easily to get tangled in. Mm-hmm. But, that's a grizzly bear that um, I think we do need to um, be aware of. Like when in the story he was saying that he would beaten it and it went away. And his son's like, shoot it again, shoot it again. And he's like, I'm not. He's just, I'm just going to keep an eye on it. Yeah. Just keep an eye on it. Yeah. And um, I think that's what we need to do at times. We need to, all right, we need to keep an eye on mm. it. Because there are good things with social media. 
as well. Yeah. And that's the hard thing too. It, it, it is hard. I, I, this just came to me, just a, a potential uh, comparison. You know, I, isn't social media similar to a, a movie with a good storyline and even some good morals, you know, life lessons to take away from, but that has sexual scenes in it, yeah. you know? I'm not going to let my kid or just one sexual scene or just one sexual scene in it. Yeah. I guess when I said scenes, I was thinking also things like innuendos and yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. <clears throat> I'm not going to let my kid watch that. I don't, I don't let my kids watch that. I know that as I'm, you know, reading the plugged in review, which to give a plug for plugged in, lots of dads have no idea that that's even there plugged mm -hmm. in. Is it just plugged in.com? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, Focus on the Family does it, reviews just about every movie that ever comes out, um, and unless you know what's in it, it does a, a really great job. Um, but as I'm reading through Plugged In, I see that there's things that my kids could learn from this. And, and there's sometimes like, man, my my kids really need to learn this, or my son really could use this right now. Right. But I'm not going to put that movie in front of him because it's it's polluted, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, he could get this from it, something good, but he's in order to get that good, he's also got to come face to face with this evil that can ensnare him, yeah. you know? And the reality is, no matter who you are, social media is designed and, and, and the people that are creating, especially these sexually explicit, uh, you know, reels, whether it's a company or it's just individuals who are trying to get attention, they are trying to ensnare you. That's exactly what they're trying to do. You cannot get away from it. You cannot get away from it. it is, isn't it very similar to that? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm letting my kid have Instagram or whatever it is. And yes, they're watching some funny stuff, you know, and sometimes we're like laughing so hard we're crying. Right, and that's a right. good family moment, sure. But in the midst of them trying to find that, they're also coming across a bunch of women that are inappropriately dressed mm -hmm. or people doing sexually explicit things together, you know, like what, why, why is that any different as far as what I'm allowing my kids yeah. to put before their eyes? Yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? This is a grizzly bear. This is just to make, make sure we're, right, we're right, on track. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, yeah. The, I guess what comes to my mind first is that we cannot be, basically it's, it's either all or nothing then is what you seem, seem to be saying. I'm wondering. Yeah. I mean, it, it is certainly all or nothing with some movies. Yeah. And I'm not sure that I don't, well, I'm it is possible. I mean, but I'm not sure that that is, um, uh, achievable attainable. yeah in this time um i know that you were saying that ah, i don't know i don't know it would be very difficult i'm sure it's attainable and i'm sure there's people who do that yeah you know, and, and like for sure if your kids already have it it's gonna be much more difficult yeah. to get them <laughs> off of it because it, right. and many people need to know this i think we've talked about it before there is actually a dopamine effect yeah. with your Instagram, with your scrolling, or with, with any of the screens. You yeah. you literally are addicted to it. Yeah. So it's very difficult I guess what to comes break. To mind is, I mean, I I think that as dads, 
um, part of it is just navigating through it. I mean, we have to be able to navigate through the things that they're going to come across, period. And I don't think that um, the avoidance is possible because they're going to come across it. If they're in this world, they're going to come across it. So how do we... And, and even going back to, like, I was just thinking through, I saw that movie, um, His Only Son, mm -hmm. um, in theaters. And, you know, they're walking through, um, you know, in the Middle East or, you know, um, and they're walking through. And then there's this guy who's got all of these prostitutes. And he's uh -huh. like, hey, you guys, you're travelers. Come, come. Right, right type thing and they're just you know minding their own business walking on so at even i don't know how accurate that was but i'm sure just reading through some of the history of yeah those societies that this is not even though it's easier access now um being being able to navigate through those things teaching your kids or teaching your sons and daughters to navigate because there's no way being in the world that you're going to be able to avoid it. Mm -hmm. So I take more of the position of um, not trying to nix totally it. nix it, but to help your kids navigate through it. So here's my pushback. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, there are, I think we need to make a distinction. And this is how I've always made a distinction in my own life. There, there are things that I can control that I see yeah. and there are things that I cannot control that I see, right? I can't control who walks in front of me in the summertime, right? If they're dressed inappropriately or whatever. I can't, I don't, I don't know who's going to walk in front of me, yeah. but I can't control that. And it's not my fault if somebody walks in front of me. What I do afterwards is up to me. Like I can control looking away or going a different route or something like that, but I can't control something that happens in real time yeah. in my life uh, in most cases. Um, but I can control what I deliberately put in front of my eyes and what I, what I put on my phone, what I put on my TV. Like I can, I can control those things and I can avoid them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, it's the simple concept of like, like in Proverbs, you know, it talks about the adulterous woman. There's a corner that she stands on. There's a way that leads to her house, right? The assumption is, you know where she lives. Don't go down that road at right, night. Right, right, Don't right, do right, it. Right, right. Um, if she happens to be on another corner that she's typically not on, you can't control it, but you know where she typically is. You know the road that leads to her house, so you don't go that way. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's very much like what life is. If if in this situation, I think Instagram may be like that road you know that the adulterous woman the temptation lies on that road so don't go down that way it's not a necessity to your life you know it, it, like i can if if i need to get to point b there's another road i can take i don't need to go down her road you know mm -hmm. if i need to get this information instagram isn't the only road to get in that, that information i can go someplace else or if i want a good laugh instagram's not the only place where funny things happen mm. i can go someplace else right if i want some fun family time instagram's not the only way for that to happen we can do it some other way you see mm. what i'm saying if i know that temptation is there i need to askew that temptation 
I'm yeah. just gonna, I'm gonna go around it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I come across it some other way, like in the, his only son, they're walking on their way someplace and there happens to be this caravan or whatever of prostitutes yeah. and he offers it. That's something you can't control. Yeah. Right. Um, but there's a big difference in uh, a temptation coming that's out of your control, unexpected, and putting temptation in front of your own eyes and in the hands of your own child mm-hmm. when they're not ready for it. Mm-hmm. There's because there's also an age thing, you know. Yeah. Like I mean, as as we get older, we and we get more mature. I mean, hopefully my kids, by the time they leave my house, they're going to be more mature than they are right now. Right, right. And they'll be able to handle those things a little bit more. Yeah. A a 13, 14-year-old, they can't handle it. They can't handle it. If the average age, as we've said before, for a a boy to be experiencing uh, uh, pornography is nine, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, that's way too young. They cannot handle that. Yeah. And how many 9, 10, 11, 12-year-olds have their own phones now with internet access? It's just not smart. Yeah. It's just it's stupid. So you are saying that there is an age proponent to it. So you're not saying get rid of all social media. My my kids, you know, are 18 or 16. I mean, when 18. they get when they get well, I I I think it depends on the kid. Mhm. And I think there can be trial periods. It's totally fine. If you and if you're thinking I I'm going to give my kid a phone and he's going to have access to all these social media accounts when he's 16, I'm going to tell him beforehand that there's, there's a trial period and it's not because I'm trying to rule his life. It's because I care for him. And if you're not, if you're really struggling with it, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're going to take it away. Yeah. Like you're just, you're going to have to sell that phone and we're going to get something yeah. simpler, you know, still meet your basic needs. Yeah. Right. But otherwise, I don't think there's anything wrong with a kid not having his own smartphone until he's graduated. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And if your immediate concern is his friends are going to make fun of him, okay. I mean, what, I mean his friends are going to make fun of him for other things anyway. Yeah. He, he will get over it, and so will they. It will be a short-lived joke. Hmm. But the addictions that can come with having phones early will not be short-lived mm-hmm. for most, most people. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, all my kids, they kind of grew up a little bit earlier than yours. So, um, and we didn't, they didn't, they had phones, but they didn't have the Instagram and all the stuff that they have now. It was more or less just the texting, mm-hmm. um, type stuff. Um, and then eventually as they were older, some of that other stuff started to come in. But, um, and so it was a little bit more sneaky as far as the some of that social media right, right, coming right. in because it wasn't like prevalent yeah at their at their age um when they had phones and stuff but i mean i totally understand um i, I think there's a happy balance i suppose i'm i i'm not quite it's probably a case at. like we're saying it's a case by case basis yeah. but you 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 need to be on top of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are many parents, I think, who just hand their kids this technology. Yeah, and they think that they're fine. Yeah, or worse, like we saw early in an earlier chapter, a dad may know that his kid is, you know, messing around with pornography on his phone. Yeah, but he's thinking ah, every every teenage boy goes through that. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, I know we're talking more with <coughs> boys, but I think even 
girls as the, well. Yeah, the no. girls, not necessarily with the pornography. I mean, they, they do. It, they yeah, are involved yeah. in that, but the social media aspect mm-hmm. of the bullying or the oh yeah, there's a lot of false imaging and that um, yeah that they they get. But more than anything, my biggest thing with some of that is that it takes away from you know actual interaction. Yes, because you're on the phone. Yes, and you are you know. That's not, right. Yeah. Not engaged necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's probably one of the things that we talk about the most, you know, yeah. but it's even difficult then like, Hey, let's ever, we need to put our phones down Yeah, because they are socializing, but they're socializing, you know, through the internet. Yeah. So I was talking with our youth pastor the other day and we were just talking about how it is a, a ploy of the devil to separate kids from their parents mm, that social media is or just in general, in general. and I, i'm applying it though to social media yeah you know i mean if the average is as we've said before the average time that a school-aged child is spending on his phone is seven to nine hours a day mm-hmm. and in that when we quoted that it was 30 minutes in conversation a week with his dad the average school I mean, that's it makes me nauseous every time we talk about it but man, I mean, what what is happening when they're scrolling their phone or they're playing their video games, scrolling Instagram, playing their video games, just texting, whatever, for hours on end? What's mm-hmm. happening? They're not around you. They're not around the people that have the most experience in life, that care about them the most, right? That are trying to lead them in a godly way. They're not around those people. Yeah. They're around people with far less experience who are going through the same issues and have just as much, if not less, a clue as to how to navigate life, yeah. right? Who are getting their own information off of TikTokers and Instagrammers. This is a, I mean, this is just a, a recipe for disaster. So would you feel the same way if they were just off and aloof and reading a book? Like they're not with you, but they're... I mean, I would feel better about it. Why? Not just the time aspect because of what they're consuming. I mean, it, I guess if, if you tell me they're reading not good books, then yes, that that's a concern. Um, but I also don't but, think no, nobody's reading books. Well, there's maybe some people out there who are reading books for seven or nine hours a day. I just don't know who they are. I don't think they exist. They may not be human <laughs> if you know someone like that. Well, um, now that uh, you've never read a book for seven or nine hours uh, a day, have you? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> I've read it. I've read a video book. <laughs> Yeah, I've read an audio book, but you're saying you're saying just the, the distance. Yeah, no, I yeah, mean, I totally. If, 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 if my kid was always consumed with books, um, or off doing something, whatever it is, by himself all the time, yes, I would be. I would say, look, you, you, we need to spend more time together. You do need to be with other people. Mm-hmm. That that's true. Yeah. So it's not the medium per se. Uh, the I mean, each medium. There, there are some mediums that are worse than others. And I'm saying social media is worse because of the other stuff it introduces mm-hmm. to your child's life. The dopamine effect that your that screens cause, et cetera. I mean, the list can go on. Yeah. That books don't cause, you know. Um, yeah, the, the family time, being disconnected from your parents is only one aspect of it. But, I mean, it'd be interesting to find some studies on kids that are not on social media who don't have uh, smartphones. They may have phones, but not smartphones. How much time they spend 
interacting with real live people, you know, yeah. doing real physical things, which is just great for your overall development. Yeah. You know, but even that could be bad depending on who they're hanging out with or what have you. And they're yeah. not spending time with family. They're yeah. I mean, there's always other issues gone with their to consider. Yeah. Who are they hanging out with? Right. That's, that's yeah, obviously something, but typically if you have a good home life, like you, you might, I think this is a very real experience for many people. They have a good relationship with their kids and their friends, their kids are not hanging out with bad kids. It's just not, it's not an issue. I know many families like this, but as soon as their kids get a phone, they start to zone out. They start to become more irritable. They start to become more grumpy. Mm -hmm. They spend less time with the people that are actually around them. That happens all the time. Yeah. If you, and as soon as you get rid of the phone, there's an initial battle for sure. But as soon as you get rid of it, it starts to go back to normal. They start spending time with their friends. They start spending time with you. You know, there's less irritability, less grumpiness. We've experienced this in our own house. Mm -hmm. And we know of other people that have experienced it as well. So mm. anyway, the point of the passage to bring up, because we've not, we've not gotten off course here. Yeah. The point of the passage is that there are grizzlies out there. And the primary grizzly that he's pointing out here is culture. Mm -hmm. Culture, it seems throughout history, always becomes more and more corrupt from whenever a culture is initially formed yeah it's just the, the things just it's like the law of thermodynamics i mean it just it starts to it starts to go south it just it just does every single time and we it, it seems are on the tail end in our culture we are kids are surrounded by things that threaten their present and their future relationships uh, spiritual well-being, how how they're going to live for the Lord, you know, all of that is affected by the culture today. And we, as dads, to ride off of last chapter, we're the ones who have to take the initiative in our house mm -hmm. to make sure that they're protected. Right. We're the ones who have to stand in the gap and say, "No more of mm -hmm. this," or "Less of this," mm -hmm. whatever it is. And you can't be afraid to step into that role. Sometimes, right. sometimes I've not stepped into that role. Sometimes it's because I'm afraid to make the wrong decision. It gets mm -hmm. back to my perfectionism that I, I talked about in a, a recent podcast. Sometimes I'm just, I, I'm like, I can't make this decision right now. I don't want to listen to your complaining about it. Right, right. You know, which you've mentioned in the past. Yeah. It's something we all face. We, we can't do that. We have to put that to the side for the sake of our children mm -hmm. and for the sake of our home. Um, and to kind of give a tip off to the next chapter coming, he speaks about how every man needs a GPS. Hmm. Every boy needs a GPS. And that sense of uh, understanding of how life ought to work and how you can make it work well, he, he's supposed to get that from his dad, hmm. right? Not from culture. Right. So we need to stand between the two, protect them from the evils, and the evils that they can't escape, we have to teach them how to navigate. Yeah. To your point. And then um, we have to teach them what a real successful life looks like in relationships toward God, et cetera. And we're going to get into that next chapter. Yeah. All right. Was there any last things that you wanted to no, touch base with? Other than we should probably ask forgiveness 
because we said we were going to do chapters five and yeah, six. But you're long winded. Like chapter five so. is two pages. <laughs> we just got uh, almost 40 minutes out of it. I know, I know. So that's good. Sorry about that. No, we'll do chapter six next time. And um, that's entitled What Every Boy Needs. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we can start because we're throwing out a lot of stuff, but mm -hmm. not really any kind of solutions necessarily. Mm -hmm. Or strategies. That's right. Um, yeah. For that, so uh, let's let's tackle some of that next time. Yep. All right, Matt. Thank you guys for uh, listening, and um, hopefully, hopefully, you enjoyed it as much as we did. So, just always remember that real dads lead. <laughs>